Welcome to the Indie Music Room, a conversation with independent artists about writing, recording, performing, and promoting their original music. And now here's your host, Heather Kelly. Hey everybody, you're listening to Heather Kelly with the Indie Music Room, and I'm super excited today to introduce to you somebody I've been speaking with, and her name is Grace Kay. Uh, She's an amazing artist. She's got a lot going on in her world, so I want her to introduce herself to you guys and tell everybody what she's all about. Grace, welcome. How are you? Thank you so much, Heather. I am good. How are you? I am good. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yeah, um, I am Grace Kay. I'm a self-produced artist, and I am a college student at CSU Northridge. I'm studying film production, and I'm minoring in psychology. So, um, yeah, it's I like to incorporate all that stuff into my music. I, I think we could probably get into that, but I'm really excited to talk about it today. Yeah, exactly. What what is your what are you majoring in? You said film in college or. In yeah. School? OK, well, I yeah, think film production in, in college. OK, that is so cool because that that ties into, you know, a lot of being a musician. You know, nowadays everything is online. Mm-hmm. You need the visual with the audio. So why don't you tell us totally wh- how you got started in music and uh, were you, was your family musical or did you, you know, what's your story? Yeah. So my mom was pretty musical growing up. She had a really good singing voice and um, we would always like sing in church and stuff. And um, my sister and my mom are actually kind of the natural singers of the family. Uh-huh. I, I kind of had to like, figure it out like i had to kind of apply myself more and and i think i was more interested in like the the production of music and so like um i think when i was like 11 that's probably like the first significant musical story i like called my mom over she like is really good mom she made me practice the piano for years and years and years even though i fought and cried and spit at her (laughs) and so i'm really thankful more it was more of a punishment than it was anything yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. For a long time it was, but now I'm so thankful to her um, that she kept making me do it. And um, like one day I called her over and I was like, uh, I just like wrote this song. And the way that she tells the story, she's like, you know, when you're a mom and your kid tells you that they wrote a song on the piano, you kind of roll your eyes and you're like, okay, what, like, what is this going to be like? And then she said, like, I played it and it, she was like, it's so beautiful. She cried and she like had no uh-huh. idea that I had this talent. And mm-hmm. and then she's like, OK, I, I'll get less mad when you don't practice what you're supposed to be practicing now. <laughs> and and so that's when it kind of took off. And I and I like realized that I had, you know, kind of this uh, innate ability to create music. Um, and my mom and my sister are really good at like sight reading and interpreting music. So our mm-hmm. talents are different. But um yeah. So then from there, you know what? I contributed to Apple. Thank you, Steve Jobs and GarageBand on the family iMac. And I kind of just spun out from there. And I think that's a similar story to a lot of independent artists. So that is so cool. You know, I can relate to you what you're saying about, you know, um, uh, some people just having that natural talent and it may be more in a in a in a uh, vocal choir way or something. But I too, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, I got away from music, sheet music, because I wanted to create my own. Yeah. And I think that it, it, you, that way you develop your own style too, you know, your sound and stuff, but totally. I can't sit down and just sight read, you know, music. I, no. I wouldn't want to do that, but. Yeah. I mean, I kind of wish I could, cause I think there's, there's like, there's a really awesome ability to like take technique from other artists. Like if you can really yeah. nail down a really, you know, awesome song, then you can kind of take that and apply it. Um, but yeah, it's just not something that that has come naturally to me as, as 
hard as I've tried for years and years and years. My poor, poor piano teachers. I don't, they probably thought that I was like, who is this like dumb girl who she's been playing piano for years. She still doesn't know like where the F is. And no, well, I'm and sure that they all... have a lot to do with, with your, uh, yeah. your success now, but yeah. 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 At, yeah, at no, the time I'm, they're I'm like, thankful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me a but little no, bit about your writing out. process. Um, when you do write and what, what kind of music, I mean, I know what it is, but why don't you explain what kind of yeah. music you do to, to everyone? So I think I simplify it as pop and then I kind of think that you know I try to be a little bit more alternative and experimental and innovative when mm -hmm. I can be but I think pop is like the purest form of music and like pop melodies are supposed to be like the catchiest and like the most impactful and so I always try to like reach that that pure you know form and I don't try to like cop out and say well it sounds weird but it's like you know yeah. experimental I, I try to keep it uh pop centered so yeah, my writing process has changed um, over the years and, and it changes with every project and it changes with every song. But I think it oscillates between like me having something to say and then like a really good, you know, couplet will come to mind and then I like sit down and put that to the piano or the opposite will happen where I just have like this musical idea, like I have like a motif and I'll hear it in my head and then I'll sit down and I'll put it to logic and then that then the words will come later so um yeah and, and it's usually pretty in direct correlation with what I'm experiencing in my life and and like it's kind of a coping mechanism and a processing um it thing is. for me mm -hmm. and you know it's when you write I tend to write from what is going on in my life too and I feel like when you do that you, you'd be surprised how many people can relate to to what you yeah. feel inside right yes Mm -hmm. Like the more specific I am, and I've heard this from a lot of artists. I think Lord is like one of my inspirations and she's said it before. Like the more specific you are, the more genuine you are. It kind of has like the opposite of maybe what you would affect, uh, expect because mm -hmm. the effect is like people relate to that genuine emotion. And so if you kind of like try to make it like watered down, then people won't like resonate with it as much but i i like the the lines in these songs are like real <laughs> real things that happen to me like so specifically and we'll hear it in spoilers um like really down to like the exact details that happen and and then people you know really like those those lines and and still relate to them so yeah it's cool i'll tell you what's fun is and i've done this for 20 years now so when you go back and listen to some of your work you did 17 18 20 years ago in, because yeah. we write from our hearts, I'm a pop artist too. I feel like the minute yeah. I hear that, and I don't listen, I haven't listened to some of the old stuff for so long, but when I do listen to it, it takes me right back to where I was at yeah. in the moment. It's like, oh, I don't know if it's painful or good or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, know, it's like a journal entry. It's like a, it's like a time capsule. It's so special. I love it. Absolutely. That's awesome. Why don't you tell me what was your uh, where was your mind at uh, during the writing process of your song? We're going to the first song we're going to play, which is called Waiting for yeah. Love to Come Back Around. Tell me where you were at. Yeah. With that. Sounds kind of so explanatory, but yeah, <laughs> it is kind of self-explanatory. I'm waiting for love to come back around. I had just moved to L.A. I it was post pandemic. I had just transferred to the college I'm at now. I live in a studio apartment by myself which is by choice because I am a tortured artist and um I <laughs> <laughs> I was feeling like I was so excited for um 
like my social life to become more enriched. And I was so excited to like experience these things. Um, but like, it wasn't happening yet. You know, it's like, it takes some time for you to warm up to like your new environment. And so I was like feeling like, oh man, I, I was like nervous, but excited. And, and I was like a little bummed out. And like, you know, I kind of, I think we all have like, you know, trauma from the isolation of the pandemic. I was like living yes. alone in Berkeley. So it was like extra thoughts and extra reflective and extra yearning for me. And so, yeah, I'm waiting for love to come back around. It was like this sweet, earnest thing. And I did it in like, it was like a crazy, like 24 hours thing. Wow. And the funny part about, yeah, the funny part about it is, so I export that file that we have all listened to, if you've listened to the album. And then I go to quit the project and I don't save it. And so oh, no. that I know. So that MP3 file is literally the only like version of the song that I have. And I'm so thankful that I have it and that yeah. it sounds decent. Yeah. And uh, I, I was like kind of angry about it at first. I was like, oh, I wish I had gotten, you know, the ability to like, because I can't recreate what I did. I don't even, you, you know, it can. was like, um, mm -mm. yeah. And so I was just like, I, I wish I could like go back and mix it or like change this note because nothing is auto tuned and like everything is just raw off the cuff. It was supposed to be like the first demo of the song. But yeah. I think I'm so I'm so glad that it is what it is because people really like that song. That's one of the most popular songs on the album. And I think mm -hmm. the rawness of it was actually a strength. So I'm glad that I didn't get to go back and touch it. Yeah. Well, maybe it was meant to be. Don't do it again. Yeah. But maybe it was meant to be yeah. that time. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that said, everyone, yeah. let's listen to the first song, Waiting for Love to Come Back Around. Thank you. 
guys, that was Waiting for Love to Come Back Around. That is a beautiful song. Um, last mm-hmm. night I was listening to these. And my goodness, girl, we need to talk about this. But you have quite a little following and a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. Yeah, like 30,000 subscribers. Tell me all how you got into that. Oh, man, that was like a high school endeavor. I, I think oh. I kind of bit off more than I could chew. I, I like started making YouTube videos and I was like, I, I like did online high school my last year of high school. So I had like way too much free time mm-hmm. and it was so fun. And I just like started filming myself and uploading daily. And I started really getting into like, I started getting hyper fixated on the algorithm. And I was like, how do how do I like hijack this? Like, I, I, I bet I could, I bet I could make a viral video. Like I, I like started collecting all this data and this is kind of how I work. And like, when I get, you know, when I, when I feel this energy, I'm like, I know I can do it. Then I, mm-hmm. then I like get really obsessed with it. And so yeah, I like, I just posted this video. It's kind of like my little uh, debut into the internet. And it's called like, calling out Joanna Cedia, which was this other YouTuber that was really big at the time. And it's kind of like me spoofing like a song. It's really silly and comedic. And um, it like accidentally got a lot of views. I think it maybe has like 100,000 or 200,000 views. So awesome. then after that, I like, I know. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember the day that I, that this was all happening, the like views and the followers and the comments and the follows started pouring in. And I was just like, like sitting on my phone. I was like in school, I was like paralyzed. I like couldn't say anything to anybody. Yeah. I was like trying to focus this is on not my happening right like, now. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is going on? I was like supposed to be giving a presentation that I had completely forgotten about. And I was like, oh, and I like got up there and I don't even, I was like blacking out. But yeah. Um, yeah so then from there, it just like kind of grew and and I like, I, you know, just kept posting and it was really fun. I, I'm so thankful for, I think a lot of the, I, I don't do it anymore, like to the extent that I did, but I think right. a lot of the people that were into it at that time still like, I have like a little community that stayed and, mm-hmm. and they now support me and my music. And I'm so, so thankful for them. It's so fun. And, and yeah, I'm so blessed. Awesome. That's really fun. Yeah. Tell me a little yeah. bit about your recording process. So do you do it in-house or do you go to a studio? Yep. Oh, you do it all. Yeah. In-house. So what, yeah, I, I don't go to studio. I'm literally, I can't afford it. And Nobody I wouldn't can. even know how to begin to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so I, yeah, I, I just really, you know, I'm kind of of the, the mindset. I hope that this will inspire somebody listening to this. I'm, I'm of the mindset that like the lean startup, you can look that up. It's a change maker concept introduced to me by one of my mentors at Berkeley named Alex Budak. And it's this concept of like, you start with like the bare minimum equipment and you kind of make that to be the best that you can be. And then you kind of build from there. And, and so that's like the philosophy behind it. Mm -hmm. And then the technical, the technical application is like, you can really mix vocals from anything now. I mean, you can take your iPhone. Yeah. It's insane. You can take your iPhone and record your vocals with your iPhone and then Logic has amazing stock plugins that are yeah. that are all come with the software. If you can do like the initial down payment of $400 and you want to watch 10,000 hours of YouTube videos, which is what I did, yeah. then you can you can you can fake it. And so people, yeah, people are are like really impressed. I I hear the imperfections in it. Um but people are impressed that I record in this apartment, but I do. I record in my studio apartment and um I have a little warm audio uh microphone. It's the Warm Audio 47 and that was an upgrade from my last album. My last album I used a $20 USB mic. So Did you really? Yeah. 
Yeah. So like you just really have to be, um, I think you have to be self-aware of like what you sound like and then have like the technical knowledge to fix it. Mm-hmm. And like, then I feel like you're on your way because then you can, you can mix and mix and mix until you have like something that sounds decent. So, yeah. you know what you said? I think that's very important. Um, is you right, you are right that, that those tools are available to anybody nowadays, yeah. but what a lot yeah. of people do that maybe perhaps, um, you know, they didn't do what you did. You, I heard you say 10,000 hours. You know, you yeah. have to re- you have to learn that yeah. stuff and research it. Yeah. And I hear a lot of music come out and people are doing it, but they don't take the time to really learn that that blending, yeah. that mixing technique. And so um, I really appreciate the fact that you say, you know, you dove into it and, and watched the videos and learned the tools yeah. and the equipment, because I think that shows in your in your music that shows. Yeah, thank so, you. Well, I really appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, you got it. All right. The next song we're going to talk about is Spoilers. Uh, you know, yeah. this song to me, I felt like it almost had this little electronic, like, like that boom, yeah. boom. It had that constant, yeah. you know, beat like through a club. it. So tell me about that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I uh, this song is just so, it is so awesome. <laughs> I'm so, like, I love this song emotionally. I love all these songs emotionally. There's 18 songs on the album, and these are just, like, some of my my top three. But my favorites oscillate all the time, but Spoilers is just such a standout to me. The album was almost called Spoilers, by the way, oh, but okay. I thought if you love it, let it die better encapsulated, like, the whole the whole theme. But Spoilers is is, like such a raw emotion and and i started off so this whole you know album if you couldn't tell is about a failed relationship yeah and i this song is is like just kind of like the last straw yeah and and it's just me like it happened on a very specific night where things were like really ended finalized and i i had been writing down this stuff because you're in this relationship. I'm sure that you've experienced something like this with all your wisdom, but like you're in this relationship and you know that it sucks and you know that you can, that you deserve better and you can get better, Mm -hmm. but you can't bring yourself to leave. I don't know what that is. I'm a psychology. I know know exactly what you're talking about. Like I have tried to look for the psychology phenomena that explains that insane cognitive dissonance, but I I will let you know when I find it. Yeah. It's just, it's awful. And it's like, I'm such an intellectual and I can reason out of it. Um, but like emotionally, I'm also just a big feeler. And so those things mm-hmm. just, the feelings win. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, and then I get mad yeah, at myself so, when I, when I couldn't get out because I would be like, you're smarter right. than this, Heather. Like, what is yes. the problem? Oh but, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Totally. So I have all these anecdotes that I had been keeping like quite literally in a notes app on my phone. And I like sat down and it just started like, pouring out of me and there's so many words and spoilers it's like three pages of lyrics in my lyric booklet that you could download for free by the way um and yeah yeah and so I just like sat down and I wrote it out and and I just find it like you know I I I think my my uh initial intention with every song is like to kind of make it maybe sad because that's how I feel in the moment when I'm writing it like maybe Mm kind of wistful but I was like no I want 
something edgier. And so I like sat down on this synth behind me and I like played around with that synth sound that you hear at the beginning of the song and throughout the song. And I was like, yeah, this is, yeah. this is really good. And and I think you can kind of hear, cause I had some of these anecdotes at the beginning before it ended finally, like it, the progression of the song is like authentic. Like I kind of start out in the, in the chorus, you'll hear like, I miss him loving me. And then the middle chorus is, do I miss him loving me? And then the end chorus is like, I don't. And it's yeah, because these up. are really, yeah, these are real linear events that happened yeah. that I was like writing down and documenting in real time. And so, um, yeah, it, it was, it was so awesome. And then I like, also, this was another like 24 hour, once I had all the lyrics, it was like a big 24 hour whirlwind of production and not all the songs on this album are like that. All three of the ones that I sent to you pretty yeah. much are. And, um, yeah, that when it, when it flows, it flows. So it yeah. Does. With that said, you guys, let's listen to spoilers. It's a good one. Here we go. No. Everyone who wants the story, look at how you see me now. With anyone 
remind you guys that was spoilers. Here we're talking to Grace K, originally from Washington, I believe. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell me? Seattle. I'm sorry. Born in Seattle. Oh, in Seattle. Okay. In in Silverdale specifically, but Seattle for people who don't know where that is. Okay. okay. Never been. Never been. Um, <laughs> tell me, are you playing all the instrumentation on these songs or do you yeah. have people coming in and out? No, I, okay. So for these songs that I sent you, I play, I play everything. I play not like 99 to like 95% of everything you hear on my albums. There's, there's two songs on this album that I got help with. One of them is dating white boys in the 21st century. That was produced <laughs> by my friend. Yeah, <laughs> that was produced by my friend Ethan, and and he goes by New Sense on on uh, streaming platforms, and he's got really great music. And then the other song is 18, and that was I got some guitar riffs from my friend Alex Chan, who um, he goes by Hydrotone Music, and uh, yeah, they just spiced it. Up. He spiced it up for me a little bit, so that was awesome. But yeah, I for the most part, I don't feel comfortable asking people to do free labor for me. And mm -hmm. so I <laughs> I just end up doing it mm -hmm. for myself. And um, yeah, I it's mostly like synths and stuff and piano stuff. But yeah, all the guitar you hear is me as well. And that's why it doesn't sound so awesome. <laughs> no, I think it's great. So. Um, you know, <laughs> don't you. feel too bad about about collaborating with other people because the more you do that and they see your talents and what you can bring to the table, it's yeah. reciprocal. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I have so many friends that, and obviously I'm in an old school studio with two inch tape. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And my partner owns this, but because of the studio, we have so many people that come and go and any, you know, we all work together. So, like, if Jeremy's doing a project, he might ask me to play violin or, or vice totally. versa, you know. So I think, I think I'm getting comfortable. Yeah, because I love I, I'm getting comfortable with that idea because otherwise I'm a control freak. And that's yeah. where I'm like, OK, everybody stay away from me because mm -hmm. I'm going to yell at you if you play this wrong. <laughs> Hopefully mm -hmm. not literally. But like now I'm getting into this era in my life. Maybe this will you will hear this in an upcoming album. But I I'm like, oh, like if you kind of like let go, mm -hmm. then then things can happen that are really cool. But I, I'm just now getting into that. I'm sure you've, you've had, yeah. you have years on me. So you've learned that yeah. before me. It's hard to let go like that of, of wanting to be like in your head, what you heard. And if somebody comes in and lays apart, you know, you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, but I'll tell you what, there's been so many times that somebody will come in and, and just, and we'll say, okay, let's take a couple tries. And I'll be like, no way that is you know, like that wouldn't have yeah. even been in my mind. So, I mean, yeah, but and it's I'm also about finding people you trust, too. right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Protective. And like, so you have to find people that you can let in and then you're mm -hmm. like, ah, so I'm glad that I found some of those people for this album. This is the first, this is the first one I've ever collaborated with. Actually, Alex did guitar yeah. on Peaks and Valleys and Closure too. But, but yeah, so it's exciting. I, I think, yeah, being in LA is like the perfect breeding ground for that kind of collaboration. I meet people all the time that I'm excited to work with and I'm working with people right now. So yeah, it's awesome. My nephew's in um, right outside of LA. He's a filmmaker too. He went to um, Chapman. So, oh, nice. Chapman University. That's a great I think. college. Yeah. 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 That's so, awesome. He says it's a pretty Good cool area and, you know, progressive and. Yeah, totally. Just lots oh, of people yeah. like working. Uh, yeah. I bet that would be, well, I'm 48 now. So that would be kind of intimidating, you know, like, well, that's a lot, but and yeah. I, I live in the middle of Iowa. So, I mean, that seems a little, oh, there you go. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's a big difference for sure. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? 
So, okay, I think the last song that we're going to share today is Tell Death Do Us Part. Let's hear about that yeah. one. Obviously. Okay, so, <laughs> Till Death Do Us Part. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, the, final, the finale of the album. Yes. And pretty sure it was the last song I wrote. I was like thinking to it. I was like, is it? I'm pretty sure I had proof of concept of every other song before Till Death Do Us Part. So, it's like a real genuine mm -hmm. chronological finale. And I wanted to do a medley at the end of my album because I did a medley at the end of my last album and I thought that, that was really special and kind of brings you together. It's like a conclusion paragraph. And mm -hmm. uh, and then I also, so like throughout this this album, I had all these emotions and, you know, you kind of leave some some lines on the cutting room floor, as it mm -hmm. were, and, mm -hmm. and like some things get left out. And so I kind of just like kept a running tally of all the things that I still wanted to say that hadn't been said yet. And I just put them basically, this is like all the remaining, all the remaining information is mm -hmm. like till death do us part, like at the end of all the rest of the 17 songs. So, um, yeah, it's just kind well, of, you should have sent uh, this package to your whoever. <laughs> yeah. Whoever <laughs> no, I, <know>. was. <laughs> I think, I think he's well aware that this exists yeah. and, and I would be surprised if he hasn't heard it, but, um, so, but also I don't, that's not what it's about. Right. Uh, I think like, yeah, it's, I think, I think it's such a good, I don't know. Till Death Do Us Part is kind of like my magnum opus at this time. I think yeah. I, there's a lot of other people, people have other favorites, but this one just really kind of travels the whole emotional roller coaster, and I really love it. So I that was, that was another that one where writing does create a story. I mean, you can feel the story. You know what I mean? It's, it's, thank um, you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of like cinematic in a way like that. This is maybe where like my film production genes come into play. Like this song maybe is like for a short film or something. Cause it's long. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it's, um, and it's like very, it's kind of like not suited to a, a conventional structure. Like it doesn't really have like a chorus Yeah, and uh, it's just, yeah, it's just me yelling at the microphone <laughs> for six minutes and 14 seconds, I believe. And um, it's great. I love it. Well, I felt you every step of the way, girl. So here we're going to take you. a listen to it and let everybody know what we're talking about. Here we go with Till Death Do Us Part, again, by Grace Cave. Back to 
Till Death Do Us Part, three amazing songs. Now, I want to tell the people, like, I got online last night. I don't know if you started getting all these pings in the middle of the night, but I was subscribing to every Instagram and everything I could find and YouTube page. So why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? And and I did see that you have this, um, don't you have a donate tab? Was that on your? Um, yeah, on on my website. Yes, I do. Perfect. Yeah, I th- I believe totally. in that so much. That we got to help the musicians out there because you know it's a really difficult thing. So tell everybody what you got out yeah. there. Yeah. So my name is spelled really weird. It's G R A I C E. That's Grace with an I after the A, and it's K A Y. So you can find me anywhere under Grace K. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on YouTube, and um, that's pretty much where I live. And yeah, I have a website. If you go on my Instagram, I have a link tree where um, you can find my website, you can find merch, and then you can also donate, um, which is just so appreciated and supports me a lot. And um, you can also find if I ever tour or like do a live show, you can follow me on my Bandcamp, which is in my link tree on my Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you can also just find me at link tree slash Grace K. 
And then, uh, yeah, you can download my free lyric booklet if you want to read all the lyrics to my songs. It has, like, cool visuals that go with every song that I that created. That is a really and, cool um, idea. I've never heard anybody do you. that. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to do that tonight just, if you don't mind. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. It's It's got, like, so many words in the album. And so I'm, like, I kind of want people to, like, know what I'm saying if they're if they're curious. And, and it's also a cool way to, like, show everybody what the song looks like in my head a little bit, too. So... Yeah, and then we've got music videos coming out on my YouTube channel. I just wrapped the production of I'm Waiting for Love to Come Back Around. That's a music video that Great. is going to come out soon. And then we have spoilers in pre-production. And then If You Love It, Let It Die, Until Death Do Us Part should all be coming out this year. So we have a lot of exciting stuff. And You're busy. Listen yeah. to the album. Yeah, I, I like to, you know, stay busy and and it's fun. And yeah, I hope you enjoy. So yeah. Oh, I've enjoyed. Um, I've, get, I've enjoyed getting to finally Good. meet you. I've enjoyed the music, and <laughs> and it's you. so refreshing to hear your approach on how you're doing things. Um, I think you'll inspire a lot of people out there that you don't have to go to, you know, what a studio. Yeah. You can do it, but again, with ten thousand hours, you have to master that craft too. Totally. You know, you can't just yes. You know, the, yeah, the and people who, yeah, no, I. It's like so discouraging sometimes because. You just, I, and I've been here, like you hear all this amazing music all the time. And, and like, some people are just so incredibly talented and you're like, how am I ever going to get to that point? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is just like little by little and you just listen and, and read and watch. And like slowly, mm -hmm. I think you just build your own thing. And like you said, find your own, find your own mm -hmm. style and, and just keep going with what you have. Because I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by like, I don't have this, I don't have that. How could I possibly get started? But um, right. there are ways, there are ways. So yeah, don't be discouraged. Well, I invite you to keep writing, keep putting music out and make sure to stay in touch with me. Anytime you want to do a, like a yeah. catch up, you know, and, and you have new music, let yeah. me go do it again and, and get it out there. So. I would love that. Thank you yeah, so much, Heather. Absolutely. This has been so lovely. Oh, thank you. You're I appreciate you. And I was going to ask you, how did you find out about my podcast? I like have been looking for music podcasts because okay. I'm just like so hungry for new artists. And I, I was like, you know, searching up like music podcasts, like new music podcasts and you popped up indie music podcasts. So well, cool. um, I'm so glad I found I'm you. Glad, I'm glad that I like to listen to your episodes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, no, it is. And you so. always, you have great taste because every single artist that you bring on, I'm so honored to be here because oh, every single artist you bring on is so great. And, and your comments are spot on. You just have really great like comments and, and like perspectives on their music and everybody sounds great. So. You're like I appreciate a that really so good much. resource. Yeah. Yeah. I put out um, four albums and then I did 20 singles. And then I decided, I think it was about last March, I decided 90 songs, I'm done. That I mean, not done. I mean, I just decided to fund other ventures, you yeah. know, in my life. And, well, and I I've enjoyed that. it. And, good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you decided to come on over to the podcasting world because I, yeah, I didn't want to not have a, anything to do with music. I had to stay in it somehow. Right. So, and I, right. Of course. Yeah. And I love supporting artists, original, hardworking, good talent like yourself. I mean, I love supporting thank it. So you. yeah. Well, thank you. I really well, appreciate it. You got that. Stay in touch. And with that said, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. And again, Grace, Miss Grace K. We really appreciate you being here. You've been listening to the Indie Music Room with Heather Kelly. 
Be sure to listen every Saturday and Sunday right here on FortDodgeRadio.com and subscribe for all our past and upcoming shows. The Indie Music Room is a production of FortDodgeRadio.com.